Hello and welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. There are but three of us, but what a podcast we have tonight. So, alongside myself, we have from Independent Ours and Funky Flowers, Barnett's funnest flower provider, Paul Finney. Oh, hello. Hello, Paul. How are you? It's a bit weird. How's business? Yeah, it's How's good. the flower game? Yeah, yeah. How's the PR game? Hard, isn't it? Life's oh, harder. Tiring, tiring. I'm, I'm just a glorified fun driver that delivers lovely flowers. Putting the fun into funky. Putting the fun into funky flowers. I was discussing this the other day. I was trying to think of when I actually put fun into anything, and I can't think of a damn time. Mm. I'm way too miserable, Chris. I'm gonna have to have a personality change. I want to be more like David. He takes everything in his stride. There is a man that knows a laugh when he sees one, and his jokes are brilliant. Thanks, Paul. Paul's on well today. No, there's no um, sarcasm there whatsoever. Um, <laughs> also, the other voice you can hear is BT Sports Chris Charles. Hello. Hello, Chris. How are you? You've got your phone in front of you. It looks like you're about to announce something. No, no, not at all. Still is shopping. Well, I'll announce something. Can this absolutely be a politics-free zone? There's two days to the general election. People, including me, need something that's got absolutely nothing to do with politics. Either way, by the persuasion. Do you agree, Paul? I don't even know there was one. Very good. Do you agree, Chris? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Very good. Did you know there was one, Chris? One more. There's only one party, which is the blue and white hooped party. Um, Sometimes red and black. Sometimes red and black or pink. No, we haven't been really wearing pink. Green. Or magenta. Green and gold. I I want another green and white hoop one. Oh, I love a, that. Oh, green and white, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Sorry. we that can was, talk about that. that. Let, let, let me do the admin. The admin is, thank you all for listening. We're on our ninth season, something like that. Is it really and that long? They only give we, us nine weeks. We do rely on your help and support, and in particular people who buy the beers and, and, and patrons of the podcast. The beers tonight are from Jamie Butler. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Thank the, you, Jamie. Got the, them. The, butter, the Buttmeister. We also have an episode sponsor tonight, which is Dave West, yeah. Westmeister. Uh, and he says, hello, chaps. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Season ticket holder in the lower loft until 2017 when we moved up to Yorkshire because of my wife's job. Now go to as many away games as possible with my youngest boy, Archie, who's 10. Hello, Archie. Hi, Archie. Always hi, say hi to Finney as he's the only one I usually spot at away games. It's a bit of a I'm passive aggressive dig on the rest of us no, but let's keep going I don't think that is I think it's just I mean, it's easy to oh, spot alright so. Westy calm down <laughs> mate pipe down how many home games do you go to um, no I'm joking uh, I'm going okay gets a bit more serious now uh, I'm that's going to be lost yeah I'm, that's, I'm going into hospital on the 2nd of December for the first of three surgeries on my spine Oof. So I'm unable to go to any games for the next six to eight weeks, so I'll be looking forward to the podcast each week. I very much enjoy the fact that you guys speak about the club with common sense and a realistic attitude to all. Keep up the great sure work, guys. Sure it's Dave. this podcast he's been wrong, wasn't <laughs> Dave, good, yeah, good luck. luck, mate. That yeah, is some we're all serious you, surgery, but I understand it's worth it. After that, you'll feel like a new man. I know that from a couple of people who've had that, so good luck. Mm. Rest up, recuperate well, he's and actually, hopefully we'll see you down at the loft soon. He's actually a lovely fella. I've, I've talked to him, and he knows his, he knows what he's talked about. Which is, is one of them people I talk to footballers. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna just listen because I don't know what I'm talking about half the time because I'm usually drunk. Yeah, but he's a lovely fella. So good. Me luck, too. Let's make a podcast about it. <laughs> um, yeah. Were we drunk when we did the podcast? We had that idea when you pulled us all together in that pub. Yeah. Do you remember the name of the pub? The Enterprise. The Dignity. The Dignity. Oh, the Irony. Mm. Okay. Um, okay. Right. It, what did I get Enterprise? Um, we met at the Dignity pub in East fin- in Finchley Central to discuss doing the podcast. Bar. It's now Chicken Bar. It is. Um, okay. So there's been a bit of a news flash, which I think we should talk about mm. first up uh, before we get into anything else. Um, and actually, before we talk about this, let me just trail so people actually carry on listening. We've got an interview with the Bereze a bit later in the show, which we're very much looking forward to. And we've put questions out. We've put, got questions in on Twitter, and we'll be talking to him in 
in about sort of 15 minutes or so. Don't fast forward because um, some some uh, sad news this evening, which is as we start to record, got text through uh, that Jim Smith, um, our ex-manager, manager of QPR when we reached the fated Milk Cup final in 1986, but managed us in the top flight. For kind of younger fans who don't know, has passed away, I believe, age 79. Sad news, Finney? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it's... Um... His, his record was a lot better than what you think. If you go back, it's, it's one of them times where we don't really realise how good that QPR side was. And he was a decent manager, but always I felt damaged by the match that never happened. Because maybe we would, I don't know, it just that just didn't work out. And it was never, not really his fault, though. The match that never happened, are you, what are you talking 86 about? 86 Cup final. Oh, I see. We never turned up. Um, whatever went wrong that day. We've had various players on here saying, no, because he. They were at the hotel for too long and they were drunk the night before and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he, he never really got credit he deserved in some ways. Because his win ratio, if you actually look back at it, was pretty damn good. He, he's definitely up there. And, you know, he, he did try different systems and, he you know, he had a right good eye for a player and stuff. So, sad news for him and his family. Um, been interested to be the stay the next couple of seasons at Reeds of what could have happened. Only three managers have ever taken QPR to a major cup final. Mm. If you don't count the Ibiza Cup. Um, <laughs> which is obviously 6-7 League Cup Final, FA Cup Final in 1982, and the 86 Cup Final, which was obviously a terrible day, but an achievement to get there. So he does have his own little place in the history of the club, um, kind of kind of secured because of that achievement. He also managed a bunch of other clubs as well. But it was a, that run that we had to the final was probably one of the most abrasive. I don't know, yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that, I think, you know, if you're going to remember him for anything, it's the, the, it'd be the Liverpool game, wouldn't it? Yeah. In the, in, in the, Beating yeah. Chelsea was nice. Well, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, that was nice as well. But I mean, that, that, that game was, you know, that was the complete opposite to the final. The final, and maybe that's part of the, the reason we didn't turn up because after that win... Probably drained everyone and also mm. made everyone think Oxford's mm. going to be a walkover. I mean, certainly the fans thought that we were just turning up to you know to, to pick up the trophy, really. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know. So he was also we haven't done because we've only just heard it. We haven't looked anything up or anything like that. But he would have been the manager in the six nil Chelsea win over the for the six nil Chelsea win in nineteen eighty six, wouldn't he? Yes, he must have been. He was. So that's quite a nice little legacy as well. Well, when you think about the football that he played and he brought in the sweeper system when he, and Man Marco and everything else, and he, and he, did, he did try very, very different things. But again, I believe that we as fans in that time didn't realise how good that club was, how lucky we were to have the players that we had. And that continued for another few years until we got, went down in 96. And that was our problem. It's because we had Venables, because we had all that success the next few managers that followed him were always going to be up against it because Venable's football was pretty damn amazing for a couple yeah, of people. Yeah, So, I mean, what do you, what do you remember about, Chris, about him, Chris, to be fair? Well, he was bald. He looked like an eagle. Bald eagle. <laughs> no, I, I, I concur with what you're saying. I, don't, I, I think it's unfair, really, to taint him with that one game because if you look at his record overall, I mean, you know, okay, not in the top three of all time, but maybe, you know, quite possibly the top 10, certainly mm. the, 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 the managers that I've known. Um, and he was quite an affable fella off the pitch. He was, the, he was a character. He was, he was one of the, the, the game back then, you know, everyone says it and they say about footballers, the snooker players and everything else. But back then, you, managers were personalities. They were characters. They weren't looking at chalkboards and, and, and looking at diet sheets the whole time. They, and he was he was charismatic and yeah, I, I, generally apart from that one game, wouldn't have a bad word to say about him. And against and then, and also his success with other clubs, the, the club that actually beat us in that in that yeah. final. Uh, um, yeah, I mean it's a, it's a sad loss. It's a sad loss when anybody dies. But yeah, I, I, I don't think many people have a bad word to say. I'm about trying him. to remember his um, link during the Fulham Park Rangers thing. He seemed. From memory, I could be wrong. He seemed quite dignified throughout. Didn't seem to come out and slam the fans at any stage that I can recall, unless I've forgotten something. This is when there were rumours, advanced talks about QPR. Well, younger fans may not know this, but there were talks about QPR merging with Fulham Fulham at one time to become Fulham Park Rangers somewhere around the late 80s. I can't place it exactly when. Uh, I think Jim Smith was the manager then. 
I'm sure he yeah. was. It's very yeah. difficult, this, because we, we have literally got this on air. And yeah. And there's we... some things, if, you, if, if it had happened two hours ago, we'd have all been frantically looking up just to oh, make and sure we'd be we talking about up. it like we know exactly what uh, we're talking about. Do you know, what, do you know yeah. what I do remember, love? There's a great picture in the dressing rooms after the Liverpool match, and he kind of looked really shocked. Mm. Like the players are all sitting there. Everyone looks stunned. You know that photograph? Yeah, about? yeah. Everyone looks stunned, and it's like, I can't believe we just did that. And I think that's, that's one of the images I will always have in my head because. I don't think we could believe it. And it's nice to see that they couldn't believe it either. You know, to go through with two own goals mm. to beat Liverpool, who were then were on fire. I think they would have won everything, including the European Cup that year. Well, that's the thing. That was almost our, that was our final, really. And, I, I, you know, we, it was an amazing, amazing performance, amazing result. And I, I don't know, like I say, I think... They won ev- the double. Yeah. yeah. Liverpool won the double that year and we beat them in the semi-final. Well, I think Cup. everybody, players, yeah, fans, yeah. everybody thought... That was it, basically. We, we literally just had to turn up and, yeah. and, and we had it in the bag. And of course, as we know... Yeah. Um, there was only a couple of seasons before they won the European Cup as well. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. that season, like I just said, I got that wrong. But okay. Well... Everyone, to be fair, a lot of Liverpool fans didn't give us a chance on that as well. So yeah. thank you, Mr Smith, for that lovely, yes, lovely, indeed. lovely re- memory. Yeah, rest in peace. Indeed. Yes. And Smith. thoughts to his family. That's horrible. Um, okay, let's move on to other things. So there was a game on Saturday... And some remarkable things happened. We won. We didn't have a. We've had a bit of a slump the last few games. Um, a couple Tilted. of draws Tilted. and many defeats or several defeats. Mm. But in a very unlike, we haven't totally fallen off a cliff. Like we've sort of become used to. And five bad results in a row hasn't turned into seven. Hasn't turned into nine. Hasn't turned into eleven. We've arrested it by winning, mm. which is nice. Yeah, but I think, <laughs> if I'm honest, I think the tide changed at Derby. We were um, a lot more, I felt, prepared, organised, and we looked pretty damn good at spells at Derby. Um, I know you're speaking to Ezzy later on, but he, he was excellent at Derby. And one thing I will say, the clean sheet, but what a save by Lumley yeah. in the second half. I, I mean, that was yeah. almost the great, second to the greatest goalkeeper ever, Pat Jennings' save, that was. You think Pat Jennings is the greatest goalkeeper ever? In my book, yeah. Is it nothing to do with the fact that he's not a credible for Northern opinion, Ireland, though, is it? Is he? Yeah. I, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, Pat Jennings makes him great, but I mean, if you're going to go to a save, it's obviously the Gordon Banks save, isn't it? I remember it. But it was. I mean, to be fair, it, it was pure quality, and it, yeah. was, and it was nice to see him get a reaction. I thought the crowd were decent towards him on Saturday. There's a few yeah. moments, but also on Saturday, I don't know if you noticed this, Chris, as well. We didn't do so many from the back. There was a few. Decent kicks out. Well, no, I mean, that's, he's clearly said to them, look, you know, he, he clearly realises that, uh, uh, you know, it's a work in progress at the moment. We probably don't have the personnel to play it out, for, as Arsenal don't either, to be fair, at the moment either, to play it out from the back every time. And, and it is true, like, you know, it's great playing it out from the back, but your heart's in your mouth sometimes when it goes across the box. And teams have basically worked us out. They're doing the high press mm-hmm. there. Um, so basically what he did, and Preston, just like rabbits in headlights, because they come come to us expecting to play their high press game just to rattle us out of it. And all of a sudden, you've got long balls going up to Hewill and, and bypassing the midfield. I mean, they didn't do that the whole time, but I thought it was a masterstroke, to be honest, because it totally unsettled them and, and knocked them out of their rhythm. And, and it, it's the first time in a long time I've been at a QPR game, OK, apart from the Lumley save, and I never thought... We were in danger of losing mm. it. No, not for a minute. I didn't. Even if they'd have scored a goal, I, I, I would have been confident that we'd have still won. Here's a question, David. You're quite good with stats. Do you reckon Scan is the most booked substitute ever in our history? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Um, it's weird, isn't it? It's almost like he, he's got the hump because he hasn't been playing. He just comes on and kicks someone. It's your fault. I was on the bench. Yeah, but that's why he's that's why he's that's why he's been brought on as a he's done well when he kicks because, yeah, like, because he's been brought on to just like get in their faces, rat boys are the nickname that Clive gives him, um, yeah. and, and to just just hassle them and to and 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 you you put your marker down, you go straight in with a challenge, you take the book in. Okay, you're walking a bit of a tightrope for the rest of it, but yeah, fair play. Apparently to him. he's really shy. Yeah, well, do you think we got more balance with Pew? In the team, because the last couple of games... He was really good. Him... He was really good on Saturday, I thought. Sorry, Finney, carry on. No, no, I was just going to say exactly what you just said. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but he, needed a few, he needed a few games to, to get in the system. I think mm-hmm. Wolberton, everyone says he hasn't, he's got one way of playing. Well, clearly he hasn't, because we've changed it for Derby, and we changed it, you know, again Saturday. And it's, it, I think we look so much better with two up front, because it, it, it really does put the old team under pressure rather than releasing the full-backs. So I thought Manning had his best game for a while, and... Um, 
Kane looked pretty decent because mm. he's had a rough ride this season, Kane. He hasn't really sort of found his feet as such as yet. So, and Leicester was amazing. Talk about being predictable. Goalies are still falling for that as a penalty technique, aren't they? Yeah. I don't think Someone will find him out. I don't think there's a lot Stay they can do. Stay in your line. Yeah, but you put it to the far corner, so... Stay yeah. on your line, but you still got to you still got to go one way or the other, haven't you? Yeah, and he, and he, he, he would never have got that in a million. Unless he guess. Well, no, you're not going to get it, are you? It's a great penalty technique. I like it. Yeah. It's totally legal as well. Yeah, it won't be legal by the end of the season. Someone will moan about it and you know, they'll, they'll make a new rule. No Who do you think but, but it's great. It's, again, my, my daughter, bless her, has, has never... I don't think she's watched a penalty in the last six years, but when she saw Esley taking it she actually she actually saw her first one live and yeah because she, will, she was so confident he get it he will so, come unstuck it will go wrong but it happens to so go, going back to Lumley what's 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 the the um, oh my god his name's gone out of my mind the other fella Kelly Kelly, Kelly. Kelly yeah. what's going on with Kelly well, he's supposedly injured, but I don't know whether that's... Was he on the bench Saturday? I don't... I didn't so, know. No, so yeah. I feel like we ask this question every week. Kelly's fit? Say Kelly's fit on Saturday. Who's in goal? Well, obviously, it's Lumley. I gave you the say. I, I did give you this, the, the last one was on the pod. I said that as well, Lumley. Um, I'm not... As in, I'm not just saying because he had a decent game. I, 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 I've always thought he's a good keeper. He's had a few rickets. He'd be the first to admit that. I think it's fair game to on a pod or in the pub or wherever to, you know, say, I mean, Lumley should have saved that or should have done that. What I don't think is fair is for people to tweet and at him and his family members in the tweet. That's uh, and, uh, no, I agree. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's just, uh, just unsavoury. I mean, what? I felt bad because at Fulham, he came down to um, the fans and, you know, they applauded him and I was a bit of a numpty because we lost and I hate losing at Fulham and I was holding my hands out to say what was that, but not aimed at him per se it was aimed at the team because I was sick of losing and you, you, it's that, then you, you think about what that must look like to players and you think oh I shouldn't have done that I'm an idiot and, but everyone does stupid things in the moment but at the same time it's, going on Twitter is a long time after the game and that just seems to me to be strange because everyone gets angry well, listen we all come out we're all pissed off but they actually then three or four hours later tweet him or his family just like Skyn's dad. It just seems ridiculous. These people doing it are not exactly they're not without fault themselves. They're not exactly captains of industry who never make a mistake themselves, are they? So what are they doing going on there well, calling I'm, someone else out about it? The thing it? is they're not representative of your average no. fan. You, you you I mean, even after the um the four nil defeat by Forrest there was a large number of people who stayed. And the players went round the pitch and they must have felt the last thing they wanted to do. But they went round the pitch to a man and, and clapped the fans. And the fans clapped. There's a couple of idiots behind me who were telling them where to go. But generally, everyone clapped them. And, and you know, they didn't want to lose. They didn't deliberately lose 4-0. No. Do you know what I mean? It's, and I think uh, that's the thing. I think, and the other thing I've noticed, with, with you know, players like Lumley and Eze and that, they're youngsters. I mean, Clive Allen, when he came into the side, I mean, that was back in Northern Ireland then. I'm sure he wasn't the article that left the team. Do you know what I mean? They have to, they have to learn. They have to apply their trade. A carpenter starts off as an apprentice, and this is, you know, and then he gets better and better and better, or she. And it's the same with players. We have to allow them time to get better. They will make mistakes, and they will be better. And I think Lumley is a great goalkeeper. I have a goalkeeper Lumley-related question for you. Okay. We are coming up to that time of the year where people get presents from other people. Mm. And the seven-year-old who lives in my house... We allow yeah. him to live there. Rent free. Rent free. Wow. Is he seven contributes now? nothing. Yeah. Is he seven already? Yeah, he's seven. Jesus, he really? lives there rent free, eats all the food. He'd like we have to buy him clothes, everything. Look at you, I'm surprised. So talking of buying him clothes, he wants to... <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> what? Carry on. What did he say? Looking at you, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Look at you, I'm surprised. Um <laughs> hardly suffering. He wants to keep your goalie kit. Oh. And he is like he's asked me who should I get on the back of it? Lumley. Lumley. Mm, Lumley or Kelly? Lumley. Kelly be gone by next year. Just play safe and put parks and you're laughing, aren't you? Retro. Like it. Yeah. That is retro. Or no name or no, stay George one. So he doesn't want his own name on there. Well, he's like, who shall I get? I get oh, Lumley. Oh, I I'd get Kelly. Lum- he's yeah, he's back and forth. Lumley but what's the safer Lumley, bet? Lumley's been here longer. Lumley, you know, Lumley was here last year. I've got nothing against Kelly at all, by the yeah. way. But, you um, but Kelly's played like five games for us or something. Yeah, but if Kelly's going to be the long-term goalie, do you want Lumley on your? Well, own? If Kelly doesn't find somebody, there must be somebody who's got a business of removing um, n- names from shirts, and then you can start yeah, again. Get a new goalie shirt next season, one presumes. So you think Lumley for this season? Definitely. I, would go. I think Kelly, if he doesn't get playing, will leave at the end of the season. Okay. I think he hasn't come down here to I would go Lumley. Um, yeah, before we move on, I just because you mentioned how nice it was to have 
two at the back, uh, two at the front. Um, it's nice to have two at the front and play four at the back. I thought, yeah, um, because. Three at the back's been good when we've been, you know, we've been cavalier and we're going forward and, you know, it's worked. But I I think on Saturday, there was like round pegs and round holes. Everyone seemed to know what they were doing. I thought Cameron had his best game probably since the first couple of the season. Um, And he was... uh, Fabulous pass for the goal, first goal. Amazing, amazing. He did a couple of good... Passes on Saturday. Actually, he broke up play brilliantly as well. Sorry, Chris. And he, well, well, he also as well because Leisner was back to his like you know take no prisoners, um, you know take players out of the game, win all the headers. But Big every time he German, every time he like went charging up, then um, Cameron sort of knew what he was doing, was able to slot back in and and, and cover. And like I say, we never really looked in trouble. I don't think so. And another thing that I thought we had, we didn't panic, and that was. That's mainly been our downfall. Is something goes wrong, the other team get a shot, it goes wide, and then all of a sudden our heads drop, and we really focus on Saturday. I mean, listen, we're going to win some, we're going to lose some. That's where we are. We're finding our feet, but it's much better, I think, when everyone gets behind the team, which they normally do. And there was no, there wasn't a bad atmosphere in Saturday, was it? Wasn't that kind of tensity? No, and and because we've got to go to the interview in a minute, Mm. we've barely talked about Eze. So I feel like we should tee up our discussion with him with a yeah. couple of tributes to a very good performance on yeah. Saturday. Oh, he was mesmerising. So I, I said to I said to my daughter, and I, I, apologies to keep name checking. I know some people get fed off a bit, but um, no. I, we don't I, get fed up. No, I think a couple of seasons ago, God, he's always going on about his flipping daughter. But she happens to be the person who's with me. But I mean, she she was just, you could just Make see apologies for loving your daughter. Don't, don't, yeah, yeah. No, no but don't she, love your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was just saying we're, we're just so lucky to be able to see that. I mean, he was doing all those little tricks and flicks right in front of us, and she was just like staring wide eyed, you know. And obviously, she her first couple of seasons, Tarab was there, and that's the first player she's really taken a shine to on the on the field since him. And mm-hmm. yeah. He he was just brilliant. He was like involved in everything, and he was able to play in his best position, and, and just dictating the play and just moving it on quickly. And his his style of running, it looks like he's running through sand, you know, at times. But he's actually flying up the wing. You know what I mean? It's amazing. He he did some really good things on Saturday, but well, um, his first touch has got so much better as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell he's been working on it, and it, the ball's more or less taken to me. He's taking three. He was taking three players out every time, and that releases obviously Wells and Hugel to go and do what they've got to do and create havoc. You hope. So I think he's been brilliant. I mean, we probably will have to sell him. I think at the side. Yeah. Side. So we got. Hopefully to not January. Here. Hopefully. No. I mean, it depends if someone offers us something. I mean, I reckon QPR probably take something seven million plus to sell on. What? I reckon that's what we do. That's Give over. No chance. Rest. No if, chance. If he carries on the second half of the season, how he's done the first half, he will be championship player of the season. 20, 20 million minimum, I would say. There so? needs to be a support group and a downloadable guide about how to break to children that Abireze might be leaving at the end of the season. Sorry to continue this theme of naming our family members, <laughs> but uh, I told my nephew the other day, he was talking about Eze, he's only five, uh, and I said to him, I'm sorry to break it to you. He's probably off at the end of the season, so enjoy it while he lasts. And his face, he was distraught. Right. Why? Why? What do you mean? Well, just say that, repeat that story to Happy Uncle. Barry. No. <laughs> Mr. Happy Uncle. I know. Uncool, David, from here on. Right. Okay. Probably... Get it? Mm. Yeah, good. Right, let's speak to Ibire <laughs> Eze, who I always hate this bit because... They almost always do pick up the phone. I think once someone hasn't. But here, on the end of the telephone, is Ibire Eze. Ibire, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Enjoying now, enjoying at the moment. Yeah, I bet you are. So are we, mate. Um, uh, now, I know Ebs, uh, you like to be called Ebs, so that's fine. Surname, um, I think we know this, but Easy or Eze? Eze. Yeah. It's not even Eze, to be fair. It's actually Eze. But everyone says Eze or Ease. There's loads of different different ways people say it, but it's Eze. It's, it's the, easy is probably the easy name to put a chant to, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with whatever, to be fair. And you've got the you've got the easy, easy one, and, and you've also got uh, Saturday Night and I Like The Way You Move. Any preference? I like that one, you know. The, the second one. one. Are, you, yeah. are you quite good on the dance floor, out of interest? <laughs> I'm not too bad, you know. I'm not going to lie, I'm not too bad. You should ask Bright. Bright knows more. 
What you should do is, um, I'm in G block, if you wouldn't mind, and no one ever celebrates schools in front of us. If you wouldn't, next time you grab a couple, do a wee dance in front of G block and we'll judge you for ourselves. I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> we'll bring some Strictly Come Dancing scores. And, uh, Excellent and, idea. <laughs> and hold them up. Yes, good idea. <laughs> so do you know the original song, Saturday Night? You're way too young for that. Of course if, he is. You know the song that it's uh, Saturday Night, Wigfield? Do you know that? No. No. Well, that's that's where the song comes from. Look it from. up. You, YouTube it. YouTube it. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty horrendous, to be fair. Yours is much better. To be fair, it was followed by okay, the Napoleonic Wars. <laughs> uh, so, Ebbs, uh, decent couple of years for you. Yeah, it's been... Well, first year, first year was decent. Second year was... Started off decent, got a bit hard, got a bit difficult, but... We've pulled through that, and this one started off really well. So long may it continue. I hope. And you seem to be enjoying your football. Yeah, no, it's definitely. I'm. Well, we're playing good football. We're, we're creating chances. Past few weeks have been quite difficult, but again, we're we're showing signs that we're capable of of doing well against good teams and good opposition. So, no, definitely positive. And and Mark Warburton as well. Um... He seems to have, I mean, you're obviously a very good player anyway, but he seems to have got that extra little bit out of you this season. Yeah, I, f- I think he, he's helped me a lot. He's he's always talking to me. He's always looking for new ways to to give me that extra bit on the pitch and to help me along my way, which is good, which is sort of what I need, I think, at this, at this present moment in time. Because, yeah, you're only, you know, you sort of forget, you're, you're very, how old are you, 22? 21. Only 21. Well, I'm putting years on you. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. But, yeah, I mean, to be doing, you know, you must know yourself. You, you're getting rave reviews. The fans love you. Um, things couldn't really be going any better at the moment. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm just trying to enjoy it as much as I can. Trying to do everything I can to help the team and to just be a positive influence all over, really, which is good. I'm enjoying it. Uh, Ebs, we've got a few questions on Twitter for you. One's from Ross Winter here, which is, okay. you've, you've shown much improved form this season. What do you think are the main reasons for this? New manager, formation, getting to grips with, getting to grips with the league. You've been a joy to watch. What, what do you think it's down to? Um, to be fair, I would say that the major change was the, the style of play and how much we wanted to play with the ball on the ground and to create passes and to be creative not as much um because we played quite a bit of long ball last year i know we want you tried to play um short pass and stuff like that but the long ball sort of took over and it was quite difficult for me to get on the ball in positions that i want to get on but yeah this year i think that's the main thing the the style of play that we're playing the formation that's all taking takes part in it sorry paul um can I ask this is a strange question, but you probably won't understand my accent anyway, so it's fine. Um Sorry, I can't hear you properly. See, I told you <laughs> I knew that would happen. Can you hear me now? Can yeah, I can hear you now. Um you seem an off awfully one grounded fella and you you're certainly not, not letting your, your your ego take off. What is what is keeping you grounded? Um I'd say my hmm, good one. I'd say my my parents I'm obviously a Christian, so that's that's sort of the main thing as well. You have to be humble in all that you do, and my mum's put that in me from from a young age. So yeah, just stick to that, really. Yeah, family. Because it's lovely to see. I'll be absolutely honest with you. It's lovely as, and, and to see a young lad still learning his trade. The the talent that you have is God given, that's for sure. And you just you just seem to be a very very decent young man. You know, all the no, kids seem to love you. No, um, if, if I'd kids... come across as that. No, and, you know, a perfect role model as well. So I think you should stay here for 20 years and, and, and bring those <laughs> yes. kids up properly from the infancy to adulthood. No pressure. Uh, so you're cutting out again. I can't even... It's, it's, it's fine. We all say that to Vinny. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so, question from Morris May. Who behind the scenes has helped you the most in your development since Millwall? <clears throat> um... I would say Paul Hall, Andrew MP, Chris Ramsey, they're the they're the ones that were that actually signed me in the first place to QPR and had the belief in me that I could be a good player and um they pushed me quite a lot. They've they've helped me along the way. They still give me advice now. So yeah, I'll I'll say it started off with them. 
Well, there's a follow-up here from Chris Miller, which is, when and how did you learn how to jink past players? And what did that Preston player say to you before you took the penalty on Saturday? Say that again, sorry? When and how did you learn how to jink past players like that? Okay. Uh, and when, what did that Preston player say to you before the penalty on Saturday? <laughs> um, I would say, I'm, to be fair, I've always sort of played like this, whether I've had enough confidence to actually take the ball and run past players. That's a different story, but I, I, I just came to QPR. I started to do that a lot more and just be a positive, a positive and creative player. That's what Paul Hall, Andrew MP, and Chris Amday sort of forced me to do that. Play, um, playing in twenty-three games, and um, who was it? I'm not sure what I forgot his name. Who I was playing against, and he, he was like, "You're not going to dink, are you?" <laughs> I, I was thinking to myself, I should actually dink him now because he said that, but. Yeah, it's just that to my normal thing. Well, you, I said earlier, um, my my daughter is the first penalty, QPR penalty she's watched in about six years because she saw you were taking it and she knew you were going to score. Is that how you feel every time you go you, up to take a you penalty? You seem so ice cool when you take it. Um, to be fair, the first the first one that I took against Hull, that's when I was probably at my most. I was I was a bit nervous because I know that it's a style that. It's not, if you don't score, it looks really bad. But I've sort of got in my head that, listen, I have to do it. I have to be confident in whatever I do. And yeah, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm quite confident I'm going to score whenever I take pens now. And, that, and that's sort of what you've added to your game this season. I know a few have been penalties, but you're now, I believe, the, 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 the top scorer at the club. Um, and you're not a striker, yeah. so that's not bad. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, that's not bad at all. Obviously... I try my best and I want to do everything I can to supply the strikers as well. But obviously, uh, the four pens that I've scored, that's obviously helping me get up the tally, which is good. Uh, right, we're going to go on to the serious questions now. Ed. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go. Do you agree <laughs> that Harlington is lovely in February and therefore there's no reason for you to go anywhere else in January? <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely question. <laughs> um I'm just, I, honestly, I'm just going to continue to enjoy playing football as much as I can. Um, I'm enjoying my time here at QPR. I, I, I love the place. I love the people here. And honestly, it's, it holds a, a huge place in my heart. So I don't know. We'll see what the future holds. Well, that's it. I mean, there's there's lots of speculation, but really there's nothing you can do about it, is there? I mean, you, you, you can, you know, we're, basically I think what we've all said earlier is that we're just enjoying having you here and for however long you stay here will be a bonus. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to think of it, to be fair. Yeah, let's enjoy it, let's enjoy it as much as you can. Well, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. but do stay after January. <laughs> my, 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 my point would be... Um, I would like you to stay so we could do the double over Brentford and Fulham because I think then that would be a good way to leave. So that means another season. You're breaking up again, sorry. Don't say the L word. What, what it is is, hang on, I'm going to try. Is that better? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Right, okay. What I was trying to say badly was you should stay until you score a hat-trick against Fulham, Brentford, Luton away... <laughs> And we do the double over all them teams as well. So that might be another season. But you know what? You, there's so much to do in Shepherd's Bridge. Why would you want to go anywhere else? <laughs> it's a good point, to be fair. It's a very good point. So we've so, signed him up, lads. We've so, signed him up. So we're agreed. We're agreed. Uh, the, the, the other one, the other uh, uh, kind of serious question is, um, is, is your national team, loads of speculation, around that. Oh, okay, yeah. um, England, Nigeria, you, you're obviously in the young England under-21 squad. You're also eligible, we understand, for Nigeria. There's lots of discussion about it. Where's your heart at the moment and, and what are you thinking as far as that decision's concerned? Um, I obviously speak to my parents about this quite a lot and they've sort of helped me come to the decision that as of right now, <clears throat> it's probably best just to focus on club football and to, to see how far that can go for now because making a decision could have an effect on my mind during playing all these games and it's not really the right mindset to be to be in there. You're just clouded playing for your club and that's the main thing. So as of right now, I think it's just best just to focus on club football, see, see what happens there and when it comes to me having to make a decision, that'll be the right time. Ebs, I've got a brilliant idea. Yeah? Go for, Northern, go for Northern Ireland. Um, 
there's no, there's no, you won't fall out with your parents, you won't fall out with the fan base, you won't have to go away for months on end. I'll have, I'll fold up the, yeah, I'll, I'll have. doesn't qualify. It doesn't matter. We can, we can. I know he's a Christian, but he doesn't have to hear us lie well, on his behalf. I think, I think we need a follow-up interview with your mum next week. To talk Are you to her sure you're not Northern Irish? About how we can, how we can get you to stay. Uh, right on the England under twenty-one stuff. We've got a really good question here from Freddie. Being the only player in the last squad that was not at or on loan from a Premier League team, do you feel you're at the same level as some of the others in that squad, or were they playing at a noticeable step up? Very good question. Um, to be honest, I don't really see it as a, as a step up. It's obviously an honour to be playing at such a level, but I know that I know what I'm capable of, and I, I believe myself and I back myself. So it's not really a step up. I just see it as playing with very good players, as well as that's what I'd like to think I am. So just uh, yeah, I'll say not. Obviously, not. It's not easy at all. It's definitely not easy because you have to work hard and, and everything. But definitely a, a level that I think I'm capable of playing at. Um, I was just going to say, I, I, you know, without sort of trying to embarrass you here, but I think probably fair to say that QPR fans think you are the best player at the club. But I mean, when you go round after every game, even after four nil defeat by Forest, you're going round, you're clapping the fans and. All the players seem like on the same level. Is that is that fair to say in terms of like camaraderie and spirit? Yeah, definitely, definitely. The 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 team that we've got at the moment, the the spirit and the togetherness that we've got. I don't think we've had it for quite a while, and it's definitely something good to have in the changing room where everyone gets on. There's always always banter flying around, and it's everyone's I think happy to come in every day, which is good, and that's something that um, it's hard to get. A lot of clubs, so yeah, no, definitely something we can't take for granted. And who's the who's the king of the banter? The king of the banter. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> who's the one you got to watch out for? It has to be Ryan Manning and Joe Lumley. Those two, they're capable of some serious shenanigans. So otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> I stay away from. <laughs> any any examples of that? Um. Do you know what it is? The worst the worst thing that that that's happening is it stuff to do with cars. So like you just at the end of training you wanna go you wanna go home and get in your car and just drive off and you're having to clean for about half an hour, clean off nonsense, whatever it could be, it could be anything, honestly. They're <laughs> they're reckless like that. So that's the that's probably the worst thing I think. Okay. Uh, got a question here from George Fraser, who's seven years old, and also my son, okay. and has an Eze shirt. He asked okay. me to ask you who your favourite QPR player is, apart from Ibiraeze. Who's my favourite player? Who's your favourite player? At the club now or...? Now, now. What of your teammates? Ooh. You see, this is bad because someone's going to look at me funny if I, if I say this name. It's fine, they don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a few favourites. There's, there's Ilias Chair... Bright Samuel, Midday. They're they're probably my because we I've known them since I first come, so they're the ones that I'm probably closest with and have the most the most banter with. they yeah, definitely. I, I say so. They're my favourites. I think. And but then there's there's there's, there's a uh, but then there's a few others though. That's why I'm I don't know. Just don't know say just happens. say just, just you can say as many as you want, mate. Lee Wallace, Liam Kelly. They're... They're, I think they could be the best signings in terms of <laughs> in terms of who they are. They've come in and made the the changing ten times better as well. So really, so yeah, how have they how have they done that? Just their personality, just the way they are, the way they carry themselves. Liam's probably one of the funniest people that I've that I've seen in a while. Lee as well, he's secretly funny. He's <laughs> he's, sly, he's, he's a sly funny one. So. Yeah, man, no, definitely, definitely great signings. What, what tell us about this, this like Friday Starbucks thing that we've seen on Twitter and Instagram? This little club of players that I think you're part of that seem oh, to go for a cup. coffee. That seem to go for a coffee uh, on a Friday. <laughs> what, 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 what happens there? Um, it's the coffee club. Is it's actually it's me, Angel, Angel, Naki Wells, and Ilias Chair. We um. We've sort of got into a habit now of going to Starbucks just to have like a little a little gossip, a little a little chit chat. 
before every game because it, it brought us good luck the first the first time we done it. So since then we just try to continue doing it. Who, who's who's buying the coffees? You no, know, it actually changes every day. Normally, it's whoever comes there, whoever gets there last, that's the one that pays. That's, uh, that's how we try to do uh, it. And who puts the points on their loyalty card? <laughs> I have a loyalty card. So I'm, I'm, it's probably Angel. He's probably the only one with a loyalty card. Yeah. It must be good having Angel as, you know, like a more experienced player. He's like, what, 35, 36? Just because, yeah. I mean, as, as good as you all are, a lot of you are, are quite young and, and you've got someone there who's been there and done it. So he must be, as well as the gaffer, quite a sort of father figure, I guess, to the rest of you. Yeah, definitely. He's, to be fair, he's he is, how old is he now? He's just turned 37. I think so, yeah. I think you might be right, yeah. He's 37, but we talk about every day. He, he's as if he's a he's a 10-year-old, exactly. He's still like a little... A little man in a in a grown man's body, so he's definitely a, a wise head to have around and to to just to pick pick his brains at times, just to uh, take knowledge from him because he's obviously been about for a long time and he knows he's had serious experiences. So yeah, definitely a great guy to have around. Uh, can I ask you a question? Uh, to take your mind back to the summer, so there was loads of change yeah. at the club. Something yeah. like fifteen players out, fifteen players in. None yeah. of us were that confident. None of us were that sure. A couple yeah. of us went to that game at Boreham Wood where it didn't look that good. Um, yes, I remember that day. Yeah. What were you thinking then at that point? What And what were the players who'd been there a little while thinking about, gosh, is this, is this going to be hard? Were you thinking that? If I'm honest, I was never really too worried because... I could see in training the type of players that, that we had and the type of players that had come in and the style of football that they were all comfortable playing. I could see that you can only... It may start off a bit tough, but it can only get better, which is one thing I know. I, I, I was thinking at the time and definitely we've shown it. We've shown that we're capable of putting in good performances and playing a certain type of football that's attractive and and... It's in, in, it's entertaining for the fans, which is good. And no, so I wasn't. I was never really too worried. I don't think. And Mark Warburton. I mean, there's a you know people saying Warburton we trust. I mean, he's done. Yeah. Given the turnaround and given what we've just said about all those players, he's he's done a pretty good job. I mean, if we'd have beaten Brentford, I know, I know, we'd have gone second. Since then, we've had a bit of a slip. yeah. Imagine. But the wheels, yeah. the wheels seem to be back on again now, and 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 he seems quite serious, quite intense sometimes. Is he? Is he actually? Is he a nice guy? Definitely, definitely a very nice guy. He's he's funny. He's he's got. He knows the right times when to be serious and when when to when we're having a laugh, which is good and something that I say as a manager, you you have to be able to to be be cool like that with your with your players, and he definitely makes it. Um, he gives us a chance. I don't know. I don't know how to say. It. He's just a, a genuine good guy and helpful, very helpful. And hopefully that helpfulness will help us climb the league and finish the season. Maybe just outside the playoffs, which I think would be an excellent season. Anything above that would be almost like Moses parting the sea. I can tell you. So, um, yeah. you know what I mean. So we play. But listen, one thing I will say to you: whatever happens to you in your career, wherever you go from here, just don't change, fella. It's so nice to hear a young lad. So. Grind thank it. you so much. Man. No, no, it's 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 it's. You don't need to thank me for. It. I'm just being honest. It's um, yeah, never change, mate. You 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 sound absolutely fine the way you are, and I'm sure you'll continue that with your parents and go through whatever your football career t- takes you. And um, don't forget to celebrate in front of G Block because no one ever does. <laughs> they don't. We uh, I, I beg I'll, people. I'll try my best. You're a good I'll man. Try my best. And listen, best of <laughs> luck for Saturday, mate. Hopefully, we now get a result there. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Thank so, you guys so much. Yeah, sorry, just before I go, what what do you what are you what are you doing tonight before the Birmingham game? What's your routine? Um to be fair, this are these are the type of days that I don't like because the game's not until seven tomorrow, so we've just got a long time to just be waiting around. But I'll probably just go to my room now, chill, probably chill with Brighton Elias, see what they're doing for a bit. Oh, um, oh so you're in the hotel. Yeah, we're in a hotel now. Ah, oh, got you. You're in a hotel in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. You could have a crafty Starbucks while they're not looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, before you go, I just wanted to say, I don't know if you remember this, but we've got a mutual friend, Andrew, who works at BT Sport um, uh, with me. And, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, Andrew Mensah. 
Um, oh, no way. Calls you his cousin because you're that close. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he got you to do uh, a message for my daughter for her birthday last year and give you and, and, and oh, give you one of his shirts. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember that? Yes, I remember. Yeah, I remember. And, and, and I just wanted to say on her behalf, and she said it as well, just thank you very much. The look on her face when she saw the shirt and, and, and got the message, which is amazing. And not a lot of players would have done that. And, and, and thank you so much. No, of course. I appreciate it a lot. Of course, definitely. Nah. Th- thank you very much for coming on. Brilliant. Brilliant. Of course. No problem. Can we book you again for February 1st? The day after... <laughs> Transfer window closes. Yeah, brilliant. Great. Bring your mum on as well because we know she's going to persuade you that January is not the right time to move. Absolutely, it's very bad luck, you know. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thank you and good luck. Good luck luck tomorrow. Tomorrow. Take care of it. Bye bye. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Do you know what? That was brilliant, wasn't it? How many young people of that age can come across so natural and so down to earth? You He's know. the biggest fan favourite slash hero since, I'd say Charlie Austin, although he was a very different type of hero. Yeah, yeah. I think fair. people had a definitely since he's had the biggest connection with fans. I would say since Charlie Austin, but then before that, I'm not really sure. I mean, I don't count. Of well, course, it's Adel Rapt, isn't it? I mean, that's the yeah. that's the natural link because he's... Yeah, the, but there he, was always a distance with Adel Rapt, don't you think? Like we never really got to sort of know him or got access to him or or you know what I mean? He was likable on the pitch. I'm not sure he was a likable fella. Apparently, apparently he sounds if you get him the right day. Um, but that's grand. I mean, I know with the lads are Christian and everything else, and that's fair play. But if he stays that way, he'll go far because he's got everything. He is, and and if you, I mean that that message that I mentioned, I, I, I mean I put it on Twitter, and that's not me saying, "Hey, look at my," but I, I put that on. It got ten thousand views, I think, and, wow. and to a man, uh, uh, because basically, it was such a heartfelt message. It mm. wasn't just a, uh, oh God, I forgot to do this. It was like you know, yeah, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing, and yeah, I will be sorry to see him go when he does go. But we need to stop talking like that. We need to stop talking like that because. If we get into sneak into the playoffs, sneak into the playoff final, yeah. sneak into the Premier League, he's not going. And win the FA Cup. And win the FA Cup because we are playing Swansea City yeah. at home. Eminently winnable game, am I right? <laughs> um, Wish I had said that. Any other comments on Eze? What a great guy. We're all, we've all fanboyed out a little bit here, yeah, haven't we? Yeah, I think we? we are, really. I think uh, what, what I was... Uh, yeah, I was going to ask him about like you know the the, the fans calling him lazy and stuff like that. Uh, We're past all that. It didn't seem like the right time. I, that did happen. Like actually, after Forest, yeah, it was Forest. I think there was some cretin on the tube who came on and just started saying, "Eze's oh, lazy and lazy's mate and all that stuff." Oh God Almighty! But yeah, I, I, fortunately they're few and far between. So, um, right. I suppose it's ours then, then. We've been going for how long, Harry? 55 minutes already. Blimey, we better get a shift on. We'll get on to our ours then, then. Have you seen QPR have been doing the, uh, you know, like what your team of the decade is on Twitter? Yeah, we're coming that. up to the end of the decade. Ooh. What's your QPR podcast team of the decade? Ooh. Your five aside. Five aside. Well, it's... Your QPR five aside team well, of the decade. Well, well, I've got to obviously include... You, you two. Okay, fine. And and Mendes. And, yeah, and Clive. Uh, We've got to have Clive in there. Clive makes the team of the decade. Yeah, but probably Gallon up front. I'd say. Hang on, I thought it was five aside. Are we are we going full eleven? Are we? Because you've got to have Flo in there. I mean, Flo's, you know. We've got Flo in there. Who else? Who else makes our QPR team of the decade? You've got to put Derry and Clint Hill. Clint in Hill, there. yeah, yeah, and um, a few good appearances there. I I still have. I love the Bolt Lazarus interview. Because I think he came across really well. That was, you know, without blowing our own trumpets, I think that was the one when he came on and just said, you know, what he'd done for the club and he was being totally ignored. Um, I'm not saying that was a complete turning point, but the, the, what the club have done since then with the players has been has been brilliant. It was when That was when I realised that the club actually listened to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, right. That was a very quick Carl's end. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I tell you who's always good value. You've got to be starting though. Ian Morris is always good value when he's been on. Yeah, to be fair. Um, yeah, there's been quite a few. Plenty, good ones. 
Plenty. Go on, your R's end, please, well, Chris. I haven't got one as such. I would just say that, um, you know, I, I, it, the last few weeks um, before Derby have been quite painful. Um, and, yeah, it sort of, it felt like we weren't going to get out of it. It was like shades of like Holloway and, the, you know, all those defeats. And I'm just pleased that against, to be fair, there was a couple of occasions where we were unlucky, but I'm pleased against Derby, as Paul said. I mean, we could have won that. That probably was the turning point. And, you know, at the, at the weekend, it, um, that was just like a great performance and, and long may it continue. Finney, how many items do you have on your R's end? This is a 10 items or less. Well, I've got to go to bombs after the podcast, so I'm going to keep it simple. Um, first of all, the club did an amazing job for Matthew Brazio and Ivan Power on, on Saturday. Absolutely brilliant to see that. I mean, you, you know, I know some people don't understand sometimes that, you know, it's it's not just players that are still with us. It's the ones that are sadly longer with us, especially someone like Matthew Brazio as well, the day so young. And um, I think that was brilliant by the club. And the, 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 the th- some of the things the club are doing behind the scenes just make you proud this season. We really are, and last season, we really are getting back that community feel to the club, which is brilliant. Um, on other things, I'm just really, really, really pleased that there wasn't any more on Saturday. There was no more at Derby. Everyone got on with it. And hopefully we can just forget... Everything that happened to Fulham, especially me, because I tend to lose my rag at Fulham for some golden only reason. And I'm actually looking forward to Christmas. Maybe even, dare I look forward to the FA Cup? Dare I? 2-0-1 kick-off, which is a bit strange, by the way. I don't get the 0-1. They're doing it a minute later. Okay. For, as part of a mental health campaign. Oh, to I To spend see. a minute reflecting on okay, mental health. Okay, that's fair, I didn't know that. So well, I if, you didn't, if you didn't know, you didn't, if you didn't know, it looks odd. Doesn't it? Yeah, I, but I, I get the whole know. point of the publicity campaign is for people to say, "Why is it a two hundred one?" So we talk about it. So Brilliant. I guess job done. Brilliant. And the other thing is, I will say this: the noise at Derby was brilliant from the way fans. I know Birmingham's going to be hard for people to get to tomorrow. Night. Even I can't make that one in Barnsley Saturday. But mm. the way support astounds me. To be honest with you, we're, we're so good away from home, and we're good at home as well. And the feel good factor is still there. I think underneath I all, uh, predictions for tomorrow. 2-1 Rangers 2 I say we're carrying it on with another clean sheet they are like buses we'll get a clean sheet we'll win 1-0 so I, I, would, I would I would definitely take 1-0 I'm going to go I'm going to go 2-1 QPR I'd take a draw to be honest with you I mean it wasn't so long ago we couldn't win an away match for love or money yeah and Barnsley on Saturday 2-0 Rangers yeah I'll, I'll have some of that I'll go 1-0. Why do you you. always have to be different, Chris? This has been the QPR podcast. What a good... I mean, I won't say it was a great interview. It was a great interviewee for a start. We we probably let the side down. But what a brilliant guy to talk to. We try our best. best. Uh, This has been the QPR podcast. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Come on, you ours. You ours. You ours. QPR. QPR. This part right